Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Welcome, everybody, to the House of David Ministry. I am Pastor Summer Allen. Pastor Keith Allen here. Thanks for joining us for Bible study, guys. I hope everyone is doing okay and well. I'm finally getting over my migraines. Uh, Thanks, the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah, it's been a little weary, but God has helped me make it through. So, All the time. I know we, we've had about three weeks to prepare for this Bible study now. Well, no excuse, right? <laughs> uh, I gave you guys a few, a, a few, a few hints um, in the text message, so hopefully that helped guide your search and everything, because I know a, a, a few people are having trouble finding a relationship mm-hmm. uh, with the two uh, Psalms and Joshua 1. But... Got to clear all that up tonight. All right? So without further ado, let's go ahead and get started with prayer, and we'll get into it. Dear Heavenly Father God, we come to you in prayer in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. We thank you, dear Lord God, for once again bringing us, dear Lord God, before your word as we seek knowledge and understanding and wisdom, dear Lord God, from your teachings. We pray and ask in the name of Jesus, dear Lord God, that our hearts and our minds are pure, dear Lord God, to receive your word tonight, dear Lord God, and we just pray in the name of Jesus, dear Lord God, that the Holy Spirit is forever in our presence, dear Lord God, to help guide us and teach us, dear Lord God. We pray and thank you for this blessed day of good health, safety, dear Lord God, and all that you have provided for us throughout this day of all of our needs. We pray in the name of Jesus for this blessed word in which we're about to receive and we thank you for the time, the honor, and the presence of your holy glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Jesus. Amen. 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 All right, so. Do we have anybody on the phone line right now? I heard someone. Okay, pretty sure someone will join soon. Okay. Um, I got a few notes. I think I lost some of my notes, but that's okay. Uh, nonetheless, God gives what he gives. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm going to start in the Psalms just to read what they're all about so we get an understanding of what we, what we are trying to uh, receive here tonight. All right? So Psalms 149. 149 is about salvation and judgment, praising God for this. It says, praise the Lord, sing to the Lord a new song. And his praise in the assembly of saints. Uh, Let Israel rejoice in their maker. Let the children of Zion be joyful in their king. Let them praise his name with the dance. Let them sing praises to him with the temper and harp. For the Lord takes pleasure in his people. 
He will beautify the humble with salvation. Let the saints be joyful in glory. Pay attention to verses 4 through 9. In glory, and let them sing aloud on their, be- on their beds. Let the high praises of God be in their mouth. Very important. I got six underlines, so that very important. We're going to come back to that. And a two-edged sword in their hand to execute vengeance on the nations and punishments on the peoples to bind their kings with chains and the nobles with fetters of iron to execute on them the written judgment. Very important. Number nine. This honor have all his saints. Praise the Lord. I say that for this. There's two distinct verses in Joshua that you need to pay attention to when it comes to Psalms 140, uh, 149. That is Joshua 1 verse 8, which reads, let me find her. Now, this is after he tells them that they're going to, the, and this is the whole point of the first portion of 149 about them, about God fulfilling his promise to them them going into the, the, the promised land. So imagine yourself walking through a desert for 40 years. You know you're looking for some kind of water. You're looking for some, something good to eat. You're looking for some kind of rest. He's giving them this rest when he says, here's the promised land. So you see yourself coming out of the desert after 40 years. How happy will you be? You'll be very happy, right? You'll be like that, that, that person stranded on, a, on an island. No one has come to rescue you in like 20 years, and, and you've given up hope, and then all of a sudden a boat passes by and sees you. You know? <laughs> you, you're, you're, you're probably doing cartwheels and backflips and whatever else, right? The glimmer of hope. Exactly. So you are joyful. And that was the whole portion of this, uh, this um, chapter of 149 of this psalm when it comes to the children of Israel going back to Joshua 1 because, you know, in verse 5, you know, he, he's telling them about, you know, the warfare that they will be binding their enemies. And he says in verse 5 that no man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. So he's telling them he's already prepared them for what is to come, that their enemies will have no chance when what God has promised will come to pass. Mm-hmm. All right, but I had wanted to get into verse eight because verse, you know, verse six says, "Let the high praises of God be in in their mouth, and mm-hmm. and a two-edged sword in their hand." Mm-hmm. Right. And verse eight, like, I'm reading the New King James Version, so it might be a little different wording from you guys. Uh, for those of you who have the NIV and and whatnot, um, mine reads this. And this is the book of the law he's talking about. Okay? Now he says, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Amen. 
this is how it ties in because he's telling them in verse uh, 6 in the psalm, let the high praises of God be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand. To In verse 7, to execute vengeance on the nations mm-hmm. and punish the, the peoples and the kings, you know, and binding them. God has already ordained it in his law. The law was never meant to be written out. It was to be executed. We were to actually fulfill it by our actions, our works. So God is not saying don't let it depart from your mouth and don't talk about it. That's not what he's saying. I mean, he's saying you can talk about it, but what he's saying is don't sit up there rumbling and yapping your gums, but you should be more diligent about doing the law versus telling people how wrong and right they are. Because the only way that you can show them that they're right and wrong is by doing it and by them looking and seeing you working in God's word and it working in you. So, but I won't take up all the time. I'll let you guys uh, cut in there if you would like. Anyone? You good? No, I wanted to to add something. Okay. Real quick. Um, You had, it's a good um, similarity because what came to me was Hebrews 4. I'm trying to get there. Hold on. Hebrews 4. Four and twelve, where he says, "For the word of God is quick and powerful, and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, and of the joints and marrow, and is discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart." So he's telling you there is the, like he said, the two-edged sword when he was talking in Psalm. In Psalm, he's describing the word of God. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. that came to me was that scripture. Oh. Um, That's what I got too. Like the devilish sword. Because what struck me is that the song could be written right after, like that passage, and after they crossed over into the promised land. Right. Because it was all about them following God's word and obeying Him and following it to a T. They were scattering all the people that were there that refused to follow God, so you know, they, they were able to push them out right. and have victory over them. But it was the direct result of them obeying the word of God, and that was their double-edged sword. So it's kind of like they didn't win by natural means. They, they won by spiritual means. <laughs> yeah, you know? exactly. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that, and that's what it, and it goes back like I said to verse nine where he says I said it was very important to me because I started highlighted and all that stuff to execute on them the written judgment to execute the judgment of the law mm-hmm. that's why God's like don't tell somebody how wrong and right they are live your life accordingly and they will see it and for those who can't right. do it accordingly you execute the law upon them. Mm-hmm. Meaning you take action, God tells you to move, you move, and the law will move upon them. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, that's why he's saying they, they will be executed, they will be cleansed out. Mm-hmm. You know, because they're, 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 as God told Moses, you're on holy ground. Now you're on holy ground. God promised his people this land. You're on it. Mm-hmm. And if you're not incorruptible, you have to be removed. And that's the whole part about it. God is cleansing, and that's, and we talked about this going over to Jordan, and I, again, I, I know I lost some of my notes, because I had like five Can pieces I of paper. You Go right ahead. Um, I was actually talking to somebody not too long ago, and we were talking about, um, they were talking about their ministry, and they were talking about um, different things that they don't believe in doing or whatever in their ministry, and I was trying to tell them that you don't have to try to control people to get them to do a thing that you feel like, you know, that God is telling you that you do. You know what I mean? Like, say, for instance, okay, um, you know, don't curse, you know what I mean? Like, you know, when you talk or whatever, and that person might be cursing or whatever, and you might say to them, okay, well, the word of God says do not do this, right? The Holy Spirit says that, you know, the Bible says that the Holy Spirit is your comforter. If you just lead someone to the Lord and they are filled with the Spirit of God, they're filled with the Word of God. Mm-hmm. And the Word of God is already there. It, it is literally executing itself. Mm-hmm. And that's the conviction that we feel when we do a thing that we're not supposed to be doing. That's mm-hmm. literally the word itself alive in you, right. doing what it's it's you know it's supposed to do. It's not just a written word speaking you know to someone, but it's literally speaking to your soul. Right. You know, so you don't have to stand there and you know beat somebody you know over the head with the word to say do this or don't do that. Right. That, that's the whole point of it all. I, that's what I just wanted to add, that right. that whole little understanding of, of of the word executing itself. Right. Mm-hmm. And I had wanted to um, point out it's some, just some notes I jotted down about the crossing of Jordan. You know, like he says, you know, when he says, you know, all his praise in the assembly of the saints, Mm -hmm. you know, let Israel rejoice in their maker, the children of Zion, you know, in the the Holy Land, and and, and, uh, be joyful in their king. Because at the time, remember, there was no Saul. There was God for them. There was no earthly king. So he was it. Mm -hmm. And I look at it with the intent, again, Joshua's the military leader, who took over when Moses passed away. And before they crossed over to Jordan, um, Joshua and the other 11, the 12 spies went out, and they went for three days to go spy out the land. In other words, survey it, reconnaissance. Um, And then when they came back in three days, it said, you know, in the book that you will... In three days, prepare yourselves to cross over the River Jordan. Mm-hmm. Now, we all know that Joshua named, Joshua's name means the same as Yeshua, which is Jesus' name. Mm-hmm. 
meaning the same thing, uh, which is Yahweh saves. Three days is a resurrection into a spiritual realm in which God is sending them. As they cross over to the River Jordan, what did Christ do? He got baptized in Jordan. And when he came up and said, the Spirit, you know, hovered over him as a dove, and it came down upon him. Mm-hmm. And that's what God was doing with the children of Israel. In three days, you prepare yourself for a resurrection, a spiritual rebirth. So all that madness that was in the desert in Egypt will be left behind. You will now become a new person or new mm-hmm. creature, as it says, to, to do the things of God. Mm-hmm. And then the other um, verse I had wanted to tie in with um, verse 6 of the psalm was Joshua 1.18. And it says, Whoever rebels against your command and does not heed your words in all that you command him shall be put to death. Only be strong and of good courage. And people are like, put the devil, I mean, it's like, but what he, God is saying is, what do you tell Adam and Eve? Wages of sin is what? Death. Death. So if you do not follow the command, and what command is he giving? The law. That's what he's giving. Right. So if you can't follow that, they will be put to death. Right. So a lot of people take that as a physical death, and it might have been a physical death, but you've got to look at it in the spiritual realm, too, that you will spiritually die. Because all those who don't inherit the kingdom of heaven, where do you go? You'll be destroyed. Exactly. You'll be destroyed. So God is also saying that in that same way that, you know, in verse 6, let, let the high praise of God be in your mouth and a two-edged sword in your hand. So his word is saying... Uh, you give it, they don't receive it, they shall die. Basically. Mm-hmm. So, that, go, Joshua, 
you know, it just went down to um, honoring the truth of God, you right. know, and, and, and how do we honor God? You know, he likes to be praised, um, you know, and, and, and giving him glory, you know, just to be the best that we can be, right. um, to be obedient to his commands, you know, and, and in trying to do that with me, you know, praising him is what enables me to be obedient. Yeah. Um, I I agree with you because what what I had got from it was God is saying don't let your lips or your mouth be uttering these things. Instead, let your your mouth and the breath that I gave you, the life that I gave you, don't in other words, don't waste it. Use it to praise me because I blessed you with it. Use it to praise and be thankful to me, and through the law, you can just show that in your actions. God said there's other ways to express yourself when it comes to the law, but he, he wants his praise. He wants you to sing and, 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 be, and be miracle for what he has done. He has brought you out of so much turmoil, grief, oppression, and anything else that might have been holding you down and shackled you down. He's saying, give me thanks. Continue to give me praise. And that's what enables us to fight that good fight. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, the assembly of the saints is, you know, it's important because that's what church means, you know, a holy assembly. But not all assemblies are holy. <laughs> Some of them are full of turmoil and chaos, believe it or not. Um, and I'm not talking about just churches. It is group settings. When people get together, they're not always a holy meeting. It's not a, you know, so it's it's hard to go into any kind of sanctuary, uh, whether it be your, your prayer closet, whether it be your, uh, your, your prayer meeting room or whatever it is you go to a study room. And you you're not cleansed of of the chaos that's going on within, because now you're you're bringing it forth through your mouth. That's why God says, "In the abundance of the heart, uh, in abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks." Because He's like, you should do these actions. In other words, do not let your um your your good deeds be evil spoken of. Do the good things. And you say the good things, you speak the good things, in other words, the word of God. But that's why he said to meditate on it. You just got to meditate on it because what he's saying is you got to get understanding because when you jump from from Proverbs, I mean, the Psalms to Proverbs, that's what he starts talking about, meditating on his word and getting understanding. That's why it, it you speaking something that you do not understand weakens you more because your enemy knows it. Or, or sooner or later we'll find out that you have no idea what you're talking about. But if you're able to meditate on it, if you're able to give God time to uh, release his Holy Spirit within you, then you'll get the understanding. Some of us don't give God that time. We want to receive a word and we want to blur it out, mm-hmm. you know, as soon as we get it, you know. But look at most of the prophets. When they got the word of God, most of them ran. Jonah, Jeremiah, <laughs> they took off. But... At the same time, by them taking off, 
I think God was dealing with both of them, and they, I think they got a full understanding of what, what God truly wanted versus them actually doing it right then and then when they got it. It might have just coming out all wrong and without any understanding. Mm-hmm. So I think the, the time spent away before they regurgitated it, it, you know, actually did them some good. Like even like reading the word, like Isaiah is like still trying to make my way through the entire book of Isaiah. Mm-hmm. And it, have to like just sit and think about it, like after, like read a chapter or two and just sit there and think about it. I'm like kind of meditate and ask myself questions and just let things slowly settle, you know, and then reread it. Right. You need to kind of get that understanding, but, like, you really, you know, I mean, because I am so literal, you know, and I have so many questions that you have to take the time, you know, not just to read it, but, like, spend the time after reading it just to kind of think about what you read, you know. Yeah, you got to digest your meal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Don't 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 go exercise thirty minutes to an hour after don't, eating. Don't, don't right <laughs> right. And then sometimes though too, when you're reading, you may not get anything because he just may not be dealing with you with that scripture at the time, and you kind of have to accept that mm-hmm. <laughs> sometimes. And you're just like, okay, you know what? I'm not really getting anything. Let me move on. You see mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because it. You're going by the leading of the Spirit. So if the Spirit is really not leading you in that area, he don't need you to be in that chapter right now. Mm-hmm. He needs you to move on and get to this other area or whatever. I'm not telling you not to read it, but reading it and, and, um, and not, you know, getting a revelation from it. You may not get a revelation on every chapter is what, is what I'm saying. And not even that, just like understanding like the historical context, like well, what is he really saying here, and kind of like what's the theme of this chapter? Okay. More so like that sort of understanding. Okay. You know, so when I read, I do kind of like kind of look for like, all right, is anything jumping out at me? Okay. You know, now that I'm just trying to get a general understanding, and right. what, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, what what is this passage about? What is it really saying? You know. Right. Right. Um, just even asking God to help me realize what that is, even if it isn't like this profound revelation or something in it for me personally. Just right. well, this is what I'm saying in this portion of the word. You know. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Good. Amen. All right. So we're gonna jump on over to uh, Psalm 150 now. 150. So. And the first one says, praise the Lord. And this is a very short song. It's only like six, eight verses. Praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Very important because he told them when they get over there, they would study one or more and they, they, they would be rest for them. So and we all know in, in Revelation, he spoke of the sanctuary being the new Jerusalem, which, which the land that he gave them was named Jerusalem. So he says that he is that sanctuary. Mm-hmm. Okay? So you what? Praise God in God. Mm-hmm. Because that's where we all will be uh, encamped when it comes to that time. Mm-hmm. So praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him and his mighty firmament. Mm-hmm. The land in which he gave you, the possession of the land. And then he says in verse 2, 
praise him for his mighty acts, his fulfilling his promises. Praise him according to his excellent greatness, the power that his promises are worked through. Praise him with the sound of the trumpet, which they did at Jericho, and every time they do the um, the, uh, the festival of trumpets, uh, praise him with the lute in the in the harp. Praise him with the timbrel, you know, and dance. Praise him with stringed instruments and flutes. So, oh Lord God, God, like, look, can can I get my um my you know, what is it called E Street Band? <laughs> Can I get them up on stage right now for me? <laughs> Play me a tune. God wants praise. He likes music too, right? So he's like, give me something. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think it was, I believe it was Isaiah, and I can't remember exactly, I believe it was Isaiah that actually had a chapter speaking on that. And I could be wrong about it. It might have been in Daniel, but where God said it, it said that God actually will sing to the saints. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Imagine that. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> um, there's a, a time sometimes when you're when I well I can only speak for myself when I get into praise with the Lord, and sometimes I'll hear music that I've never really heard before, mm-hmm. and um, sometimes it'll even come out in my tongues. I can hear it, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I I believe that that's what that is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is a song that God gave me. Yeah, it's kind of like that. Uh, My movie. personal <laughs> me, nobody else. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like that. Have you ever, have you ever seen, seen that movie City of Angels with mm-hmm. Nicolas Cage? Yeah, and, a long time ago. Yeah, it's you know, you know, he's an angel that. Removed himself to want to be with uh, Megan, whatever her name is. Uh, but anyway. Human. Yeah. So, he, you know, before then, you saw him on the, on the beach with all these other angels just sitting there listening. And, you know, later on he said that it's a, it's a, it's a song coming from heaven that no one else can hear, can hear other than the angels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was deep. So, hey, God sings too. He made it, right? (laughs) But the the important part, though, too, especially when it comes to praise, is that he says he inhabits the praises of his people. So that's your intimate moment. That's the, uh, you know, like they say, the conception between you and God, you Mm -hmm. know, is that that conception time where, you know, he's in you, you're in him. Right. Because when you have said in him, Mm-hmm. And that's true because you're literally in him and he's in you mm-hmm. in that moment of praise. Regardless of whether it's joy, right. whether it's laughter, or whether it's, you know, in tears and in adoration or however, you know, God is taking you mm-hmm. he, and he inhabits it. He's in it with right. you. Yeah, and, and to show you, it, the funny thing is, like, Whenever I'm doing like Bible study or or, or or sermons, I try to keep my mind clear and positive. So I try to listen to you know you know gospel music and you know Christian music, you know, to try to keep my mind. Or I 
read the word more and more, or I put my CDs in and listen to them throughout the day. And today, being Wednesday's Bible study, that's what that's my routine. I make sure my mind kind of kind of stays there, right? And so as I'm going to pick the kids up, you know, I'm listening to my my uh, my CDs, and uh, Genesis gets in the car. And she goes, "Can I listen to you know? They got that little kid bop radio station or whatever that thing is." Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. So she wants to listen. I said, "Jenny, I'm, list- I'm listening to my CD right now. I'm trying to I'm trying to stay in the right mindset." And you know, she goes to whine. I'm like, and I cave in, right? <laughs> whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so I came in, right? So I, you know, take it off my CD and turn the, the the radio on. And one of the songs comes on. She's back there bobbing her head and everything. And like a minute into the song, <laughs> the car gives me the the the, uh, the signal on the uh, radio says check in town. The music cut off. Wow. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, Jenny, that's telling you something. <laughs> put my, put yeah, my back. back on. <laughs> back on. <laughs> <laughs> so um, you know, you know, because I'm in that routine, and I think, you know, God, I think He He honors that. You know, mm-hmm. any little thing that we can do, or try to do for Him, the best we can do it. The best we know how to do it. I think he honors that. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes yeah, we do things out of ignorance, but that's why he said his grace covers the ignorance because mm-hmm. he honors it because he knows mm-hmm. why we're doing it. It may not be correct, but he knows where our hearts lie mm-hmm. yeah. when we're in those acts. Mm-hmm. I was just listening to something uh, someone was talking about listening to the the voice of the Holy Spirit within you. And she's like, yeah, you're going to get it wrong. You know, when I tell my kids to go do something, I, you know, I'm not going to be upset they don't get it 100% right. I just, what I'm going to look for, do they have a willing heart to do it? Are they doing it? You know, and that's what I'm looking for. You know, you need to practice to get better. It's not, you know, you're not going to get it right the first time every time. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, that's when it comes to praise, honor, worshiping, you know, being obedient to his word, he honors it. Mm-hmm. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. he's God. He's an understanding God, and he's trying to give us understanding, mm-hmm. you know. You know, if we can just open our minds up to it sometimes, <laughs> we mm-hmm. can be a little bullish when it comes to that. Mm-hmm. So, but the last verse in 150, I had wanted to uh, highlight that as well. And it says, let everything that has breath Praise, Praise the Lord. Lord. And it says what again? Praise the Praise Lord. Praise the Lord. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think you need to reread that whole thing. It's just more dramatically key. <laughs> <laughs> reading, like, Praise to the timbrel and death. I'm going to read it, like, dramatically, you know? <laughs> but again, Joshua... One verse eight ties into that. Mm-hmm. That everyone who has breath praise the Lord. He says, "The book of the law mm-hmm. should not depart from your mouth. Mm-hmm. It's in your heart. You know what to do. Mm-hmm. That's what God is saying. It shouldn't depart from your mouth. 
you don't have to tell yourself what is and what isn't correct. Mm-hmm. You don't have to tell your neighbor what is and what isn't correct. If they don't know, yes, you do tell them. But God's saying, show them. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Show them the right way. Yeah. And that's the whole point. Don't let it depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, what really struck me about Joshua is be strong and courageous. Yep. He said that several times. Mm-hmm. Do not be afraid. You know, he did truth that, that just kept repeating that. You know, meditate in the word. Don't be afraid. You know, be courageous. Keep going. Like, um, I don't know, that just really spoke to me in reading the passage. Yeah. You know, um, like because you can look at a situation that in a human perspective just seems impossible. It seems um, like there's no way that this could happen or we could do this, you know, but this gave me encouragement to say, you know what, stay in God's word. God says he's going to do it. He's going to do it, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. He did tell them well, that a few times. <laughs> and, and true that they, you look at Joshua's life and of course our life is not like his, but you have your own testimonies in your life of the times that you have been courageous. You know, the times where you had to have good courage, you know, um, in certain situations and just, you know, be strong for somebody else, you know what I mean, or or something like that. So you can always apply all of this to your life, too, you know, and then um, as you guys go forward in your life and have obstacles that's that's going to come, Mm -hmm. you'll you'll know that um, praise them. Just yeah. praise God. Just praise God through it, and and you'll have you'll be strong and of good courage. I mean, come on. How many times do we do it anyway? Where we'll be going through some some hard times, and then what we do is start singing to encourage ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. I don't even know. I just see how many tunes. And actually, just come it, come it, sing it, whatever comes out. There it is. And actually, in Ephesians five, yeah. Hold on, one second. This is a different Bible. He tells you in Ephesians. He tells you in Ephesians five to do it too. I think it is. He tells you to sing to yourself with songs and and hymns. Mm -hmm. Is it it five or is it four? I don't remember. It might be four. Might be four, maybe. But we know it to be true because we know the Word of God, right? Yeah. uh, Five, verse 18. There it is. Wait. Oh, no. It says, be filled with the Holy Spirit, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord. Always give thanks to God the Father for everything in the name yes. of our Lord Jesus Christ. Is yes. that what you're thinking of? Yes. yes. Amen. Yes. Amen. That's one of those ones that I kind of keep in my in my head all the time, too, to try to stay encouraged. Um, it's just keep singing the songs. Keep, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Keep on keeping on. Go ahead. 
I was just going to say, I got up to go get, a, you know, one of my um, books that I um, haven't had out in quite some time. But um, in my unpacking, I came across it. I just did not know where it was. The um, MacArthur Bible Handbook. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it just so happens that I see, well, you know, I, I went in here and, of course, I'm looking in um, the Psalms to see what it said about that. And I have highlighted here under the historical and theological themes, the sinfulness of a man is documented concretely, not only through the behavioral patterns of the wicked, but also by the periodic stumbling of believers. The sovereignty of God is everywhere recognized, but not at the expense of human responsibility. Life often seems to be out of control, and yet all events and situations are understood in the light of divine providence as being right on course, according to God's timetable. Assuming glimpses of a future, God's day, bolsters the call for perseverance to the end. This book of praise manifests a very practical theology. Mm-hmm. You know, and just here, just just persevering and, and, and just keep going on. You know, um, bolstering about God, you know, just getting glimpses of our future, you know, looking ahead because, you know, it's always going to seem out of control. Right. And, um, you know, so many of the situations are so understood. But, um, you know, and looking at our future to just persevere and, you know, just keep going and praising God to the end. I think with something key that you said there was, Everything is always going to seem out of control. Everything in yeah. your life always is going to seem chaotic, and and that you know there's always something happening, something you got to pray about, <laughs> you know, something that you got to lay before the Lord. So um, the important thing is just to stay encouraged, because well, that's what they were assuring the glimpses of the future, God's day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what's also encouraging is like just staying focused on God, so, like, when all that stuff is going on, you're not getting dizzy, you're just holding on, like, I picture myself holding on to my finger, and I'd be like, okay, all that other stuff doesn't matter, this is right here is what matters. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah, especially when you're making life life decisions, though, too. Mm-hmm. You got to hold on. Yep. You know, you guys said something a little earlier on that touched on something that someone asked me, and, um, How I, I I didn't get it all, but I, I knew that it was touching on it. You you were talking about someone reading something, you know, and um, just taking it and just going with it and and trying to tell everybody of it and not really absorbing that and taking it in to try and meditate on it and understand it. Mhm. Mhm. Elaborate. You want to so personally, I tell him to reach out to um, Pastor Allen because um, he's right at their fingertips. Who is this? This person. <laughs> anyway, okay. 
<laughs> it was Nancy, and she's right there to stop with you. I, I can't answer these for you. I, I can't answer them. Oh, okay. Oh, she's like a building or two down from me. Okay. You know, um, she went to Bible study last night, and um, she um, caught me when she came out, and she said, but Miss Kathy, he was, um, he was, the Bible study was on forgiveness, you know, and she said to me, how are you supposed to forgive people if you can't talk to them? If they're gone, you know, meaning if they passed away or you don't know how to reach them or um, um, you can't have a conversation and you can't talk to them, you know. Um, do we... Go ahead. Okay. I, I was going to say something. Well, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, go, 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 go. Okay. Well, the answer in regards to situations of forgiveness and the person is deceased it's actually a good situation to be in to describe really what forgiveness is. Mm -hmm. Forgiveness doesn't happen in another person. Forgiveness happens in you, internally. You don't, it's not something that I have to do outwardly to say to somebody physically, I forgive you. Because you, anybody can say that. I forgive you. But when the true forgiveness or the breaking down, you know, happens, it happens inside of yourself to understand and ask yourself, why can't I forgive this person of this thing? There's the lesson. See what I'm saying? So it's not about the forgiveness itself, but why can't I? Why can't I forgive this person of this thing? And when you realize what that thing is, then you'll realize something going on in you. Okay. You see what All I'm right. saying? And then you'll start to dig in to deal with yourself. So in this situation where the person is gone, you need to ask yourself, why, could, why can't I forgive them? Even when the person is gone, why can't I forgive them? I understand. I um, I'm not. I, I don't know how to articulate that like that. I know. I, I, you know. I, you know, that's a little bit above me. I could just explain that. Um, where would we be if we didn't? If we didn't, If God wasn't a forgiving God. Right. And um, how He forgives us. Uh huh. And how we should have the heart Christ. Uh huh. In those situations, now let me go ahead and backpedal with them. I was just giving you an answer to a question. No, no, no. Let me give you. I couldn't answer the question. I, I don't know. I, I, yeah, I know. I got you. Enough to, I got you. you know. So let me switch lanes. Yeah. So, so just just to backpedal, if you are ever in a situation where someone's asking you a question and you don't really have an answer for it, you need to be. I, I was saying this to a couple of ladies, you know, before, like if if someone comes to you, um, you need to be in that mode of just listening to the person, not only just to them, but to listening to God. Develop that meditation, like he has said, of listening, you know, to the voice of the Lord, like, Lord, what are you saying in this moment? If the Lord does not give you anything in that moment for that person, then you just pray for it. You just pray with them. That the Lord give okay. them the answer that they're looking for. 
So when a person is in Bible study, uh -huh. you know, you know, and I said, you know, not to be afraid to ask, you know, you know, was the Bible study interactive? Right. You know, and, and to ask the pastor that, that question. Right. You know, and the response I got was, but I'm not going to put everybody in my business like that. Oh, okay. Well, well she can pull them aside at the end, but yes. nonetheless. Um, I'm sorry? She could have pulled him aside at the end, but that's, I mean, that's hindsight, so it doesn't, you know, it is what and it is. where I mentioned the art intimate relationship. Yeah. Not everybody, when it, when it comes to um, Bible study and stuff like that, not everybody um, learns in, a, in the same way. Yeah, they're all structured differently, so. Everybody learns in a different way. Some people like the, the, um, the 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 class setting where you have you're being um, I don't want to say preached to what is it um, I don't want to say you know how like in a university or something. huh would you talk that talk yeah, that like okay. yeah like some people like yeah like to be talked at you know because they'll sit there and they'll just absorb all this information in their head because. You know, that's just the way that they learn. Other people are interactive, you know, where it's like, okay, I have to be, you know, in the conversation so and a part of it in order for me to learn, you know. Because honestly, if this Bible study if, or this format of Bible study if it didn't work for you, it wouldn't work. <laughs> plus, we had somebody on the good thing. We had somebody. Yeah, we had somebody on the phone too. I thought I heard. Yes, Minnie. Hey, Minnie, how you doing? I'm good. <laughs> Did you catch? I'm listening. I'm over here on mute, and I'm cracking up at everything you guys were doing. You guys got me last. <laughs> did you catch uh, everything, or did you just? I them? caught one when he started on Psalms one forty nine. I didn't hear anything about Josh. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I got one when he. Sorry, my kids are sick. I just got no, no, from no. the doctors. No problem. I just know you had questions about the um, the. Um, the uh, the Bible study and how it you know tied in, tied in. yeah how it tied in well Pastor he just um spoke the last one I think it was um on Psalms yeah. one fifty the end and how it tied into um Joshua what was it uh, I verse forgot three. and yeah, yeah and I was reading it and now I see what he's now I'm understanding and oh. um. What's her name? Oh, my God, Melinda. Hi, Melinda. Hi, everyone. <laughs> As Melinda was speaking, um, I was actually taking that in as well because she was actually speaking on how she would read two Bible verses and then just uh, go back and write down questions that she has asked for herself and okay. then just go back and reread. And I'm going to try that. I'm going to yeah. see if that helps me out more. That's a good concept. Yeah, I always have my journal out while I'm reading the Bible. 
Like, I just write yeah. down whatever comes to my mind, like, questions, whatever. And it just, like, it, even if I don't understand it, it's mm-hmm. part of helping me process it. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, it, it, it journaling is very good because, like I said, I I I uh I was taught to journal. Probably has been about maybe ten years now. I've been journaling, and uh, probably more. Um, but it helps you because now I can look back at all the other journals that I've already completed, and I can go back into them, and you can see your growth. Mm-hmm. You know the questions that you had four years ago, three years ago, five years ago. You open those journals up, you're like, wow. But then you still, the stuff you wrote down, you still can get new revelation from it as well. And so you can see all this stuff that when you journal, it's a, it is a great tool uh, to have because the way I was, I mean, mine is a little different the way um, Melinda does. Melinda writes down her questions. Mine, what I was doing, I was writing down the verses that I read, you know, not all out, but would write down the verse that I read and what I what I took away from it. Mm-hmm. And if I didn't take anything away from it, I, I would write that down and then, again, go back and meditate on it and pray. Mm-hmm. And then that's when, you know, God starts to pour into you mm-hmm. because he sees that you're seeking and wanting to know. Um, that's good. And so, I mean, it, there's many different ways you can journal, but whatever works best for you, I would say do that. But just like Melinda, when you write the questions down, when you write whatever it is you receive down, meditate on it. That's what God wants you to do because he says, in all thine getting, get, get understanding. understanding. That's right. So without the understanding, you are lacking. That's why Christ says, those who have an ear, let them hear. Because if you don't have an ear of understanding, a spiritual ear, if you don't have a, a spiritual eye of understanding, you won't get it. Mm-hmm. You won't understand what's going on before you when something of a parable or something of a mystery of God is spoken out. You will be lost and you will be confused. And that's where a lot of people draw back away from God because they feel, oh, this thing is too hard to learn. And it's not. You just got to allow the Holy Spirit to teach you. Mm-hmm. That's why Christ said yeah. it will come to be that comforter. It comforts you in all of your distressful moments to help you through everything that you don't know. Mm-hmm. It is your teacher mm-hmm. because it said in the New Testament, it says that what before Christ came, it said that the law was our master. It was our teacher. But now that Christ has come and, and, and fulfilled the law, he sent the Holy Spirit mm-hmm as that comforter now to be our teacher. So the law is no longer our teacher. The law was to teach us, as as you see here in Joshua and these Psalms, to actually act out and do the right things. But a lot of people took it too literally and went to, um, to do, you know, and speak out and try to place judgment on one another versus the law is talking to you individually. It's talking to you. It's not talking to you to go out and blaspheme against someone or, or, or put down somebody and judge someone. It is to correct you. Mm-hmm. That's why I said it is your schoolmaster. Mm-hmm. And then now the Holy Spirit is here to say that that law is fulfilled. Let me show you something greater. Yes, yes. Let yes. me move you on to the next level. Yes, yes. So 
I hope that I hope I didn't ramble on too much for you there. So no, no, that helps a lot. Thank you. That helps okay. a lot. And, makes a lot of sense. And know though too that when you're reading the word, the Lord, and especially like you know what um, what Pastor Heath was saying is is that how the Lord will take you on a Bible study. You know, too, He takes you into it. He literally has things in your life to confirm what you're going, what you're reading. Right now, um, it's it's funny for me, and I just want to give this an example. I was reading, and I just happened to read, and it's, and it's not just happened because it's the Lord every time. I was reading an Acts about how Stephen was stoned to death, and when he was stoned to death, um, it literally said, that he, just before he had um, passed on, he looked up and he saw heaven, opened up and he had said, I see, you know, Jesus at the right hand of the Father. And then he says, then it says, he fell asleep. And I was like, and looking at that, like, why would this say he fell asleep and not he died? Hmm. You know, so at first I started thinking about that. I'm like, why? And I don't know why that caught me of like, why did he fall? Why did he fall asleep? Why did he fall asleep? Why did he fall asleep? And then I dealt with this situation with my uncle, and my sister had brought something back to me. And this, I'm just trying to walk you through this to see how the Lord was speaking to me through this whole thing. And and, and my uncle was uh, going through what he was going through. And remember, I was telling you earlier, many too about yeah. how when we walked in there, I just said, hey, Uncle Brian, and he turned around, and he woke up, and he said, hi, how you doing? Like, as if it wasn't anything, like he had been asleep. That same thing happened to my mother when we were out there in Las Vegas, and they had, you know, put her, she was on life support system. We was pretty much about to unplug her. I was crying, everybody crying. We were all over, you know, she's not responding. That same uncle I had, my Uncle Brian, goes into the room, and he says, he walks over to her and says, Eddie Rigg. And she literally opens her eyes and says, what? <laughs> you know, and I'm like, okay. You know, everybody jumped and everybody was, you know, like surprised about it. And the same thing that happened with my mom with my sister because my sister was on life support. And she was laying there, everybody encountered her out. And then here comes my mom, walks over to my sister, and, he, and she walks over and says, baby girl. Wake up, you know, and she literally looked and she was like, "What?" You know, she just op- she just opened her eyes and she was just like, and I just started crying and, and I'm hollering, praising the Lord, you <laughs> and, and and but the Lord was showing me today, even when I was telling it telling it to many, I was thanking the Lord for the revelation today. He said they were not dead; they were asleep. Wow. You have to stop seeing where people think, okay, absent from the body. It's present with the Lord. You're just present with the Lord. You are asleep. Mm-hmm. But I'm just telling you that how he took a word and I'm reading it and I'm like, oh, okay. And then I started observing something about it. But God will literally take you on a whole Bible study. If he, you know, if you apply yourself, because he says, you know, if you seek me, you will find me. And that is so true. If you seek God, if you're seeking God in everything, because even my husband said that was one of the things I first loved about him, you know, that made me fall in love with him. He has said, you know, seek to know nothing that you may obtain everything. And so because of that, it's kind of like clear everything out and just 
seek to know what the truth is. You know what I mean? There's something that you've never seen before or never heard before, being open to God. And that he also had told me, though, too, that his mentors had told him that God is in everything. And it is true. God is in everything. So if you're in a study with him, if he's showing you something, he will show it to you in real life. He will take you through a life lesson to show you exactly what that is. And that word will be down on the inside of you. You'll never forget it. Mm. So just let the spirit of the Lord, like let the Holy Spirit teach you. Let him guide you through these through these pages. Yeah. And through it all, as these psalms said, give him praise, give him honor, give him glory. Yeah. You know, um, one of my favorite songs is, is uh, giving honor to God. Oh, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, who's mm-hmm. ahead of my life, the reason why I live, mm-hmm. you know, then that's the whole thing that we need to understand when it comes to God is you might be going through something really tough, really bad, but just as God told Lucifer when he went to go bother Job, you can do everything you want to do to him, but you can't take his life. So no matter how you look at it, you still have life. Mm-hmm. That belongs to God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That he's the he's a living God. He's the God of life, like Christ said. He's not the a God of death. Mm-hmm. And you still have that, so you give him honor and you give him praise, you give him glory mm-hmm. for it all. You know, I just like I said, I, I love you know songs that always talk about praising God. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, another one is by Jay Moss. He says, you know, no matter who or what we are, we must praise. Mm-hmm. And he talks about all. He just goes on talks about you know if I was a doctor, you know I would use my research to praise. If I was a musician, I would use my instruments to praise. If I was a potter, I would use my hands to praise. Mm-hmm. So he says, no matter who or what we are, no matter how you see it, you must praise. Got to give him, gotta give him glory. That's it. That's what this, this was about because when the children of Israel, was, that promise came to fulfillment, just as Christ said down on the cross, it is fulfilled. Mm-hmm. Prophecy is fulfilled, mm-hmm. meaning God's promise is fulfilled. Yes. You give him praise, you give him honor, and you give him glory for it. Mm-hmm. And that's the whole point of it, them going over the Jordan, that spiritual rebirth, mm-hmm. being baptized, meaning going through the Jordan. Now, technically, they've been baptized twice. They went through the Red Sea, then they went through the Jordan. So, it's two baptisms. So, <laughs> yeah, and that's also what Christ said. What, what did John say? I baptize you with water. Right. There was one that comes to baptize you with what? The spirit. spirit of the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. a spirit of fire. Right. So those are those two baptisms right. that God is representing with the children of Israel right there. So you need to understand that spiritually. Like I say everything with God's word, take the literal out of it and start thinking spiritual every time you yes. read it. Yes. And it'll help you. Yep. Yep. So. Anybody else that we didn't? I'm done have? rambling. <laughs> the floor belongs to you guys. Anyone else want to add anything else that you got or questions? 
Okay. So I hope the three weeks of uh, waiting was worth it. <laughs> Good to be back. <laughs> well, I want to ask this question because this is in, in my mind to, to go do a little round robin because my husband told the reason why he prays. So, Kathy, what's the reason why you praise the Lord? God is so funny. <laughs> oh my God, he is so funny. I said, "What's Go the reason, Kathy? I'm next." <laughs> <laughs> I was just wondering what Melinda said there. The Not, reason why I praise the Lord is because um, it fills me with joy. Okay. okay. Amen. Nice. Did oh. I say that? Yeah. Who said that? Many, many said that. <laughs> no, I, when? No, no, she was I didn't saying. say that. I think it was Melinda. Okay. Go I ahead. think he invented say it. Well, <laughs> you got to tune in. I think God spoke. I think I think God spoke to Kathy, and she's thinking it's Melinda. <laughs> I am the voice of God in your head. <laughs> Luke, I am your father. <laughs> she's, she's blaming Melinda, but that was God, Miss Kathy. Um, no, it's funny because as Pastor Keith was speaking, he was saying the reason why he was praising, and I'm over here in my head. I'm like, well, I praise him because that's the only way I get peace. And then that's when you came out and said, you're going to, I'm saying this over here to myself, and then that's when you came out um, and said you were going to ask everybody. I'm like, God is so funny. I'm cracking up. <laughs> but, yeah, for my peace. Um, the only way I ever get peace is when I praise God, regardless of the situation. And I make sure I'm praising him through it all, even through the quietness, because you never know what's going to come next. You never know when that storm's going to hit you. So I just get prepared for it. Yeah. And that's what he told the children of Israel and Joshua before they actually went over the Jordan. Mm-hmm. He said, in three days you'll be crossing this river Go prepare yourselves. Wow. Because he knows when you go to through spiritual growth, something is coming to test that that word. Amen. It's going to be tested, and that, that's the most thing of it all. There it is. Amen. Amen. Do you have something? Why do you praise? I I feel I feel like I need to. It's like there's something like if I don't. Like for a long time, if I like, I like I like to listen to worship music. Like I listen to it while you shower every single night. Right. You know, like I, like that's my ritual. But like if I don't for a little while, like there's something in my soul that's like I need it. Mm-hmm. Like and I don't feel like satisfied until I do. It does. I don't know. It just does something to me. Body good. Yeah. Praise the body good. Pass it on. <laughs> we need to get some T-shirts on that, right? <laughs> praise us if I could. Well, the reason why um, I praise, I said it already too, is my connection. That's my my intimate or intimacy with God. That's yeah. my 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 conception with God, and I can apply all this. It's like I'm addicted to it. <laughs> I mean, I'm addicted to my relationship with Him. You know, He brings me joy. He brings me all kinds of different things through that. But, um, yeah, that's my, my intimacy with him. So I, that's All right, Donna Solomon. 
wanted to come to God. Mm -hmm. And these two guys that he knew, one was a pastor and one was the deacon uh, of the church. Um, And they came to him as like, now, remember, he's not in the church. He's Muslim. And they came to him and told him, we can make you a deacon of our church, you know, one of the deacons. So, and they like, and then the pastor tells him, yeah, there's a lot of money in this Christian thing. Oh, what? So. Christian? <laughs> so so my, my point is there are a lot of shady people out there. There are a lot of confused people. And there are a lot of people who are doing a lot of good. Those who are doing the shady things make it look bad for us all. What we All we can do is continue to do what God told Joshua to do is act accordingly and then let it be shown in your works and your deeds and how you carry yourself. And then there's a your difference. Your works and your deeds and how you carry yourself. Okay. Then there's a difference for, this is simple, and you already know this, though, too. There's a difference between being religious and being spiritual. Here's the reason why we don't. Here's the reason why we don't do. We, we don't do any. We don't do anything that a normal church would do. I, I don't believe in it. Mm-hmm. I don't believe in the, the 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 program printing. I don't believe in having all these other little ritual things that the, the people tell you you got to do. I remember one person told me that I had to uh, send him a picture so he can put it in his little booklet thing, whatever. And I sent him a picture. Of me, he told me. Next time I see him a picture, I better be in my robe. No. But some are like, let me at him. <laughs> so, you know, it, it, it's not about it because, you know, when Moses and Aaron went into the Holy of Holies in the tabernacle, their priestly garments, they had to take off. You have to literally, like John the Baptist said, you have to diminish yourself when you go to the presence of God. You can't go high-minded and God is like, look at me, look at me, my position, all of the stuff I got on. No, God wants to see you, and he doesn't want you to bring that title in there with him because mm-hmm. to God we're all his children. Yeah, and he, yeah. does, he doesn't favor any one above the other. Right, and, and he said, "What I went, when we all get to heaven, we're gonna have new names. You're gonna have new names. You're and gonna it's have... not gonna be a title. No, it's not gonna be a title. <laughs> it's gonna be. And a that's name. the whole point that you have to understand. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you, mm-hmm. you know, that's why I say, you know, I don't remember, Kathy. You remember the day I, when I came to church that one time? I wore jeans and a shirt because I wanted to make sure people understood that it's not about the garments. Better have on. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. All right. I, okay. I, I'm sorry. I just, I just totally went off. But, um, did, we, did we beat you up enough? Okay. All right. So we <laughs> I know some people probably want to get to sleep now. So. Okay. I know we went over. But I, I'm, I'm like woke now. Right. Right. But don't forget the reason why you praise. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Because I was told um, there's, there's a, for whatever goes on in the workplace. I stay joyful, and right. ladies know. Right. I continually smile. Mm-hmm. I continually try to say positive things. I don't care. I could have a thousand and one things going wrong, and just everything with, with even what the people are doing. Mm-hmm. But I don't have to. 
because I don't like it doesn't mean that, you know, when we're speaking that negativity on those situations and circumstances, you know, it's like that, that two-edged sword. So I just, you know what, just let it go with the wind. Yeah. You know, uh, you know it's there, but I, I'm not going to let it stir around in my soul and in my spirit. You know, and I try to catch myself. We all fall short and make mistakes and, you know, say those things that bother us. But, um, you know, just to continually just, just go at it, you know, um, it's unhealthy. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Well, amen. All right. So the Psalms are done with. Finally. I hope you guys got something out of the Psalms. Um, hope you read them more, as I always <laughs> say. Read the Psalms and the Proverbs more, and you'll get you get a whole lot of wisdom. Um, next week, well, next month, I should say, all of December, other than the Christmas week, we'll be doing um, Revelation. Oh. A lot of people keep saying, oh, every time you say Revelation. I keep telling people Ezekiel is worse than the book of Revelation. <laughs> so I, don't, I don't understand trying to say Revelation. People are, uh, No, Revelation Re- is... Revelation. Revelation uh, is good. So it's the end of time. Yeah, but it's... It's good. The it's word good. literally means unveiled. So it, it's actually opening your eyes to something. Revealed. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll be doing this... Uh, the seven seals, which starts in chapter six of Revelation, so um, and I believe it bleeds into chapter seven. Yeah. But read up on the seven. Well, I'm, I'll change Maybe that. Maybe joined at a good time, didn't she? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> change that. Don't read. Study. Yes. Take notes. Research <laughs> the seven seals. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. 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 Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I know that you guys are going to get a lot on that because of where we are. The timing it could not be more perfect. What are we reading? I'm sorry. What would you say? Revelation 6, he said? Yes. Yeah, Revelation 6, and, and it will be a part of 7 um, for the uh, seven seals. This is what we're reading, the seven seals. So 6 and 7. Mm-hmm. Six okay. All right. Anybody have any prayer requests before we close? Me, my household, my family. We know what's going on. Okay. Um, I'm also going to pray for um, Janelle. Her um, her grandson is having surgery in the morning. She wanted me to pray for him. Um. Anyone else? Okay. All righty. Well, if all minds or hearts are clear, dear Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord God, for honoring us, Lord God, with your presence, Lord God, thanking you, Lord God, for the time, Lord God, that we have come together, Lord Father, to eat together your word, Lord Father. Thanking you, Lord God, for each and every soul on tonight, Lord Father. We pray, Lord God, that you will bless each and every one, that their hearts will be good ground for your word. We pray, Lord God, that the seed of the word of praise, Lord God, would be in us, Lord God, and that we would know, Lord Father, to continue to rejoice until you return, Lord God. 
or until we see your face. We pray, Lord Father, in the name of Jesus, that that even at times, Lord God, where we feel down or we feel like we can't praise you, Lord Father, that, that you would stir up the gift in us, Lord God, that, Lord Father, at those times, Lord God, we can seek and find you, Lord Father, in the midst of any type of dark or deep, down situations, Lord God, to know that joy comes in the morning. We pray, Lord Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, for many's family, Lord God. We pray, Lord God, that the light of your love, Lord God, will be shed upon them, Lord Father, in the name of Jesus. We pray for unity, Lord God, in her family, Lord Father. We pray, Lord God, for a one mind and one accordness, Lord Father. No division or strife, Lord Father. For, Lord Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray, Lord Father, that they have a love and a community within themselves, Lord God, to care for one another, I pray, Lord Father, in the name of Jesus, to concern themselves with each other, Lord God. I pray, Lord Lord God, that you will remove anything that is not like or of you, Lord Father. Mm-hmm. I pray, Lord God, that even at, at the time, Lord God, of many having her mother in her home, Lord God, use her, Lord God, to continue to be an example unto her, her mother. Let her life be a testimony. Let her praise be a testimony. Let, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, her relationship, Lord God, with her, with her children be a testimony to her mother, Lord Father, that she might be able to be reached, Lord Father, in the name of Jesus. For, Lord God, we pray, Lord God, even for her sister, Lord God, um, who's disabled in her home. We pray you will bless her heart and her soul, Lord God. We pray, Lord God, that you would continue to encourage her and wrap her in your love, Lord Father, in the name of Jesus. Lord God, we lift up Janelle's son, Lord God, right now in the name of Jesus, who's going into surgery in the morning, Lord God. We pray, Lord Father, that your hands be the hands of, of comfort and the hands, Lord God, of healing over this over this young boy. We pray, Lord Father, in the name of Jesus, deliver him out of, out of this situation, Lord God, and full recovery. We pray, Lord God, in the name of Jesus for his parents, Lord God, and his grandparents, Lord Father, their hearts, Lord God, would be assured that, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, that you will deliver and you will set free. I pray, Lord Father, in the name of Jesus, that you will continue to bless each and every Bible study. Bless us, Lord God, on how we're going to enter into revelations, Lord God. Let our our minds be able to hear your voice, Lord Father, and our ears be able to hear you, Lord God. Minister and overturn us in this book, Lord Father. Cause us, Lord God, to be new creatures in you. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 When you guys get a chance, look look up the song I was talking about, Giving Honor to God. It's by... The song? The song. Yes, sing song. Uh, Giving Honor to God by Charles Jenkins. Melissa, will you check it out? I'll, I'll, I'll text it to you, but I'll she'll, she'll probably find it on YouTube. Melissa's going to have it, and, and, and she'll text it to us in a half a second. Okay. okay. On you. Hi. <laughs> I got it. Charles, I just want you to listen to that song, please. Um, Summer and Keith, Summer, will you please just um, send me a text message of the um, prayer line information, dial in? I've been looking for it in my phone, and I can't find it. It's yeah. okay. You have to do some stuff out sometimes. So. <laughs> oh, Tim, mine gets full, and I'm like, I got like 200 threads in mine, and I need to get rid of some of the stuff. I know. I, I, I'm just like, I don't know what happened. Okay. Right. So the prayer line you need. Okay. All I'll right. do that in just a second. Oh, okay. Um, uh, uh, just one second, um, Kathy and, and Mindy, real quick. If you could stay on for just one second, we'll go ahead and um, Minnie. Have a good night, Minnie. All right, good night. Love you guys.
I love you, too. Bye.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.